Blog Talk Radio. everybody welcome to a special friday night edition or should i say <laughs> thursday night edition of sports urban legend along with my co-host macaulay matthew i'm of course william Ramo. what's up mac how you doing hey what's up man how's it going i'm good good to have you good to have you on the show as always man thank you and uh i'm glad to be on the, the show with you guys ladies and gentlemen thanks for uh tuning in uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, the Mets um, signing uh, Brody Van Wagen, Van in, you know, the um, one of the top uh, baseball agents uh, from CAA uh, to to you know be the 13th uh, GM in history. We're going to talk about the Yankees uh, re-signing Gardner, the current state of the Knicks, um, you know, um. um the WWE um, Evolution pay-per-view event, uh, who I think is going to come out, you know, uh, with the victory in uh, Crown Jewel. And, uh, of course, you know, Nets and the Nets, the Knicks, and, of course, Jets and Giants. But uh, most importantly, you know, the number is 917-388-4189. That's nine, uh, nine, nine, <laughs> the number again. Nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. So feel free to um, call call in and uh, get your voices heard, and that's nine one seven three eight four one eight nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. But without further ado, let's um, let's talk about uh, the Mets uh, hiring uh, Brody Van Wag Van Wag. Um, yeah. So basically, as we spoke about it last week. Um, they they um they didn't go with uh, the veteran GM um, Doug Melvin, and they passed up on my personal pick, uh, which is um, Heim Bloom, you know the um, the executive that worked with the Tampa Bay Rays. Instead, the Mets did something that no uh, major major league baseball team has done, and hire a, a super agent to be their general manager. Sure, it's been done with the Warriors, uh, and uh, they're they're um, living off that decision by them being this close to winning their third straight championship and fourth overall. But um, you know, during this era, but uh, no no uh, baseball team has ever hired a, a agent and made him their GM, you know, without any baseball. Major League Baseball experience. So, um, listening to his uh, some of his press conference on Tuesday, um, you know he said the right things. You know he wants he wants the Mets to be on a win now, you know, mode. He says they're going to be competitive. You know, obviously we've heard you know former uh, GMs in the past say that the Mets are going to be aggressive and they don't really they don't really go that far. You know. 
Um, to Alderson's credit, I mean, they did they did sign Cespedes, but, you know, for the most part, they did tend to shop at the bargain basement, you know, for, for um, you know, talent on the, you know, offensive side. Um, but, you know, with Manaya, you know, mentoring Van Wagen in the, you know, in the um, organization, um, you know, hopefully um, Van Wagen and We'll have we'll have the opportunity to be aggressive this off season and uh, make us make some splash. Not even just us splash, but they need to make some splashes. They need, uh, you know, they need to make an impact to show that the Mets are back. They're not they're not here to take any you know crap from anybody. They're gonna try to turn this organization around and finally bring the third ever World Series championship to the Mets uh, franchise with a, a, a diehard fan base and a lot of long suffering. So hopefully Van Wagenen will be the right person for the job to turn this organization around. And my, my solution is uh, that they, they have to go after Machado. I know, I know Machado, he, he's, he's, um, he, he himself said he's not Johnny Hustle. So he could be Cespedes too, which, um, mm-hmm. Which uh, Van Wagen is very familiar with Cespedes since he was his agent, but you're gonna need you're gonna need a guy with with, with that you know top talent to um, boost this offense. Mets have the pitching, but they need a they need a consistent power hitter to um to strike fear in the hearts of you know the opposition. And uh, Machado, I mean, he's done some dirty plays in the World Series. So, I mean, that is that is Johnny Hustle-ish. So, I mean, let's uh, let's hope that you know uh, Manny Machado can become um, you know Johnny Hustle. And if he does do that with his talent, he's gonna be beloved in this city. And uh, one more thing, I think they need to they need to get Kimbrel to be the closer. And see if they could get familiar to be a setup guy. Those are some. Oh yes, and they need a catcher. Hand, hands down, they need a catcher. Will they be able to trade for um, Real Muto? That's that's um, you know that's uh, a tough order. I don't. You know, Mets um, farm system has improved, but you know they're gonna have to give up Alonzo if if that's the case. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but if they can't get Real Muto. You know they should um um they should get uh you know Wilson Ramos or you know somebody that ilk to you know a defensive but offensive catcher. Uh, what what's your thoughts on the whole um you know Van Wagen in uh, signing? Well, I thought it was an odd choice to have a super agent as your GM. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get what the Mets are thinking. But then again, I. I don't know what the Mets have been thinking for the last couple <laughs> years. So, but yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I, they, they should have went after uh, what's the dude's name? Um, Heim Bloom. Heim Bloom. You know, he would have been a much better choice. You know, he has ex- he has experience. You know, um, this uh, Van Wagen guy. You know, he's he doesn't have any experience. You know, at all and. I don't know, man. It's it's very strange to me, you know. And well, we got to see how he performs, you know, how he, how, what, what, who he signs, 
how he uh, adjusts to this new role, you know. It'll be interesting because the guy has absolutely no baseball experience whatsoever. You know, he's just an agent. That's all he's known for. Um, continue. So I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's strange. I, I I don't get it. You know, it's no no words for this. <laughs> well, hopefully he's the right guy for the job because, like you said, I would have went – I would have went a safer route and picked time bloom. But, right. you know, let's see. Let's see if if the Will Ponds can uh, – Give him, you know, the 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 green green light to the to spend the money wisely. Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, he does have to his credit. He does have experience signing big big you know big league players. He you know he has as an agent as an agent, yeah, as an agent. So hopefully he could parlay that um, experience as a GM. I mean, he he should know you know the top players since he he has you know some of them uh, you know under his uh you know his um when he was an agent he had he had six players on the currently on the Mets uh you know who who was who signed with him so hopefully this, since he has what are you, you going to say oh no sorry to interrupt listen to Heim Bloom's uh resume here so he has Heim Bloom has 14 years in the Rays organization mm-hmm. that spans every area of baseball operations he was first an intern in February 2005. He was he was uh, fully hired full time, October, and promoted to assistant director of the minor league operations in 2008. He then went on and was promoted to director of baseball operations in 2011, and then he was vice president of baseball operations in October 2014. I mean, if that doesn't tell you. I mean, make sure to look at his whole resume and see all the experience. Look at, I mean, what what's Matt thinking? Come on now, man. You know like, the first thing. Mets have a similar guy in their own system called John Rico. He's their assistant GM. Um, you know, he was one of the three people that was the interim GM with the Mets after Alderson stepped down in the summer. You know, along with Manaya and um and uh, JP Ricciardi. Um, but you know they wanted to. They want to go in a different direction. Um, you know, obviously, with the, the way how this team has, you know, hasn't been good these past couple of years, I do agree they needed a fresh face, you know, to um, turn this team around. But his inexperience is, is troubling. I mean, I, I've, you know, I, I mean, I'm more optimistic, you know, after hearing the press conference. But, you know, as we all know, you don't win, you don't win, you don't win the World Series in uh, in November. Well, unless if unless if Derek Jeter's on your team in 2000. And, well, actually, they didn't win either. But you, you well, you know, the, the World Series is usually never in November, with the exception of two years, to my knowledge. But um, you know, they gotta they gotta get they gotta make sure that they pick the right guy because you know the Mets are in a, if they if they're wrong, this is gonna set them back at least five years or a decade. Because they have a rookie manager this past season, and now they're going to have a rookie GM, you know. And in 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 this town, you got you got to have you got to have at least a veteran um, GM. You got to have at least a veteran GM and or a veteran um, manager, or at least a veteran GM 
that has a manager that he, he picked himself and he's like, you know what? I know this guy. I know this guy is the next manager. Like, like people were saying about Alex Cora with the Red Sox. When he was playing with the Mets, and he played, I think, only one year with the Mets. I think it was like 2011. People were saying back that this guy is going to be a manager and that he's going to be a good manager. And as we can see, um, that has come into fruition for the Red Sox. So, yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope um, the Wolfpons know what they're doing. Hope that Brody Van Wagenen has the you know the blank check to um, sign whatever players he can he wants to get on his team. And um, hopefully know, this could turn Ricky Callaway to at least a respectable you know manager on this team because yeah. they're going to need a lot of stuff to go right. And as we all know. Meta always say, okay, if we stay healthy, this team's going to turn it around. And as we all know, they can never stay healthy. So Mets are going to need a, a miracle, a, a 69 Met type miracle to turn this franchise around. Mets may regret this move. They, they, if, this, if things don't go, things don't change within the next few years, they're going to regret this. Tell you. Mm-hmm. I can see Heim Bloom being like the next – Theo Epstein, the you know, the guy's thirty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, young guy, and mm-hmm. he has a lot of experience. You know, at a young age, this guy, you know, could be a great GM going forward. Like Mets, I think might have blown the opportunity here to get this guy. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a, a lot of people turned him down. Allegedly, Ben Sherrington with the um, Red Sox turned him down. Um, trying to think who else off the top of my head. Um. Mike Tarnoff from the Indians turned them down reportedly. There's yeah. a bunch of there's a bunch of you know, you know, um, top executives that turned yeah. them down. So, you know, they better hope they guess right, because if not, this is gonna hold their this is gonna keep their their organization down for a while. And Mets Mets desperately need a culture shock because they're the only they're the only team they're the only sports team. Um, that shares the back that shares the back page in the city with the with the with the Yankees, you know the most successful sports franchise team. You know the Dodgers the Dodgers and the Giants knows firsthand. That's why they, you know, they moved to California to to, to set their own path and won more titles as a result of it. So, you know the the, the Mets. They really need they they really need to be in a win now win now mode because there's a lot of people the, the young the younger generation don't even remember the Mets being you know a a, a competitive team a, a championship caliber team and they just went to the World Series three years ago it seems like 15 years ago you know what I mean that's that's how 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 the Mets have fallen in the in the minds of casual sports fans. SOS, man. They they really need to make the moves. And uh, something's got to change, you know, and this move better be, you better catapult them, you know, to uh, making changes. But Absolutely. We'll find out soon enough uh, as this GM, the GM meetings are happening. Let's see if Mets are aggressive. And we're not just talking about, oh, we just sat down and had a coffee coffee with, you know, coffee, with Machado, and, you know, he winked at us and all that stuff. No, sign the guy on the dotted line. 
if you're not gonna sign this guy, you better you better you better make sure you you put a, a like a, a legit championship caliber team on 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 the field because they they cannot pinch any pennies. They gotta they gotta go all out to improve this team because in the eyes of a lot of people, the Mets organization is a laughing stock, and they need to turn it around because it, it, the Mets fans have suffered enough. Trust yeah. me, they they suffer enough. So they need to turn this. They need to turn this around, and that's all I gotta say about that. Um, shifting gears with the Yankees, um, you know, um, when the Red Sox won, uh, the aforementioned Alex Cora was talking smack to the Yankees, um, saying that they, you know, they stink. You know the, you know the other adjective. In case we can't say that on the air, but you know they were saying the Yankees stink as usual. And um, my question, my two-part question to you is, um, one, do you think that the Red Sox were justified in, you know, their, you know, having the right to talk smack about the Yankees? B, do you think it's clashless? And my, uh, sec- my second question to you is, um, do, do you think, uh, do you agree with the Yankees uh, resigning um Brett Gardner, or do you think they should let him go? Uh, well, to the to the Alex Cora thing, um, I I heard the, you know, they were saying that um, his quote at the parade, um, he was talking about, um, he said, um, let me see, let me find the exact quote because I think uh, he he re- he responded to this controversy by saying he didn't he didn't direct it to the Yankees. So at the parade, he said. The New York Yankees, yeah, the sky was falling, Cora said. We lost ALDS game two, and there was panicking here. Everybody's all, whoa, it's over. We saw, we scored 16 at Yankee Stadium. Suck on it. So he said that comment that he made, it wasn't directly at Yankees. It was made uh, because at the time, you know, people were saying the Red Sox were out of it mm-hmm. when they lost that game to the Yankees at, at, um, at, um, at Fenway. Yeah, because right. people thought the series goes over because the Red Sox were going to the Yankees Stadium for two games, right. you know. And he says people were panicking and the sky was falling. So he uh, pretty much um, made that comment at reporters and the media for counting the Red Sox out after they lost that second game, you know. So that's why he said that suck on it, that suck mm-hmm. on it line. But he says it wasn't directed at Yankees; it was just directed to the people that counted them out. And so. Well, okay, so since you're one of the people that counted them out as a Yankee fan, how do you feel about his quote? I, I believe him. I mean, I believe, I believe um, that he, uh, you know, he he came he came out and said it was Derek the Yankees. I believe I think it was met more at people who counted the Red Sox out mm-hmm. and who thought the sky was falling once they lost that second game. You right. know, Corey did a great job this year. You know, I mm-hmm. commend him. You know. Great job, had a great team this year. You know, they beat the Yankees fair and square. They pretty much yep. kicked our butts in that third game, you know, and they were the best team in baseball. You gotta tick your cap out to them, you know. So I got but the good things to say about Red Sox. You know, we have a rivalry. Uh there's bad blood there, but at the end of the day you have to give them their respect. So twelve uh, I say. Uh, I'm with you, yeah. You know, the Yankees, the the Red Sox, you know, they they won, so until you 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 beat them, 
they can say whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, you know, four titles in what? Um, uh, fourteen like years. Fourteen years or so. Yeah. 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 You know, so they're the new Yankees, pretty much. Yeah, basically, they they became the evil empire that they hated. Yeah, exactly. Right? How fu- how funny <laughs> things work. <laughs> they went from cowboy up to evil empire part two, or right. the or yeah. the the first order. That's what they are. The first order. <laughs> 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 Brock Holt is Brock Holt is um Kylo Ren. <laughs> man, that dude but, uh, is like Brock as... Lesnar at the place, man. <laughs> this dude is shoot, they're gonna have to find a spot for him, that guy every day, man. This guy is this guy's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um as far as the Brett Gardner, I think um yeah, bring him back will be good. I mean he brings leadership to the locker room and um, you know, this guy is one of the few guys that, you know, He's greedy, gutsy, steals bases. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably going to be coming off the bench more next year. But you know, he's a he's a veteran on this team. You know, he's yeah. been with the team since that championship team in '09. So yeah, I, I'm CC. glad to see him back. Him and CC are the two longest tenured uh, Yankees. Um, if they do bring back CC, which I assume they will, you know, right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a good move. Um, do you think that they'll they'll uh, they sign them to to play him or to use him as a trading chip? You know, this this uh, coming year. Uh, no, I think they signed him to you know keep him. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're. I mean, I don't think uh, many teams are going to trade for him. I mean, he's getting older, and um, I think they, I think it's just you know a courtesy thing for him being mm-hmm. a long tenured Yankee. You know. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be uh, playing with the Yankees, and he'll be coming off the bench more. He won't be a you know um, everyday a starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good move. I mean, you know, he's a he's a he's a long time Yankee. You know, he's been a productive player for the Yankees. You know, he plays the game the right way. I mean, Yankees Yankees need more players like that. You know, mm-hmm. you know to for them to turn it around. Obviously, Yankees are you know awesome regular season, but you know, um, Yankees have for the, you know, between what, 2001, with the exception of uh, 2009, you know, Yankees have had, uh, you know, their, um, you know, their um, nemesis in the postseason. You know, the, yeah, sure, they've faced a lot of great pitching as, a, you know, understandable in the, the postseason, but, you know, they need to get more guys who can hit in the clutch. Yeah. And um, you know, shifting gears, um, the Giants, man. Uh, yeah, their their season. You know, the um, the training deadline went away a few days ago. Both Jets and Giants didn't make any moves. Um, what's your what's your thoughts on you know their upcoming matchup with the the Forty Niners? Uh, well, you know, the season's pretty much lost. You know, like I said uh, last week and the week before that, right now the Giants are sitting at one and seven, worst record in. I think it's the worst record in football at the moment. I think tied with the Raiders. So just play for the draft pick. You know, high draft pick this year again, and uh, hopefully they're competitive in some of these games. But yeah, I mean, just gotta hope for. Uh, Play for high draft pick at this point, you know. 
Yeah. Don't and, expect uh, him to win these games going down uh, in the second half. Yeah. And then not to mention they had that controversy uh, with with that with the, with their backup quarterback um, recently. Oh yeah, he's arrested for something, right? Yeah, I think he was resisting arrest when he was when he was driving. Something but, like that. I didn't, I used to yeah. follow but I saw some news story like that. Yeah, this is not going to look good for him, you know, because he. You know, he's. I, we would assume he's most likely going to get a start, so they could see, you know, you know what they have in him. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, with that. And like you said, the 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 Giants they're they're playing to try to get a a high pick with the quarterback. They got Saquon Barkley uh, this year. Now they're going to try to get a quarterback to uh, back up Eli. Yeah. Or be the eventual quarterback, future quarterback for the Giants. Yeah. Because we like can't can't play forever. Yeah. Unlike Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, dude's like fifty <laughs> years old, still uh, still playing well. Yep. <laughs> and um, shifting gears with uh, the Jets. Yeah, they're gonna try to avoid another loss. When they battle, uh, you know, their nemesis, the the uh, Miami Dolphins, who already beat them earlier this uh, year, and uh, you know, Tannehill is 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 uh, going to be out. Um, but you know, the the Jets, you know, they're going to be in a, you know, hostile territory. So, you know, and, and Darnold hasn't been playing good, uh, you know, lately. So this is this is going to be a you know. A, a, a huge test for him, get get his revenge for that beatdown they they gave us, uh, uh, you know, earlier this year. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, Darnold has been playing well. Um, the last game he didn't look good at all. In mm-hmm. that game versus the Vikings, um, defense didn't look good either. But now you got some more injuries. You got. Um, Anderson out now. Um, Inouye, I think, is still out, right? Inouye, I think um, he's still out. And Curse, you know, has pretty much been their number one wide receiver the last few weeks, but he hasn't done much. So, yeah, I mean, the Jets right now, they're struggling. And it's not a good sign, especially when they're going to be playing the Dolphins, who are – who have been playing well, even although they've lost two games in a row, but um, their Dolphins are still 500, so it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting matchup right there. You know, that might be a matchup for uh, second place in the division, maybe. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah, and uh, moving on to our beloved team, the only team we both root for, the Knicks. Yeah. Um, you know, typical Knicks, man. They, you know, they they play hard. They don't play defense, and then they lose. Halloween, they had a spooky, a eerily spooky, similar uh, performance whenever they face Victor Oladipo, whether it's the Magic or um, or or this case um, a few days ago with the Pacers, man. Oladipo always has like that big shot against us. He's he's another Nick killer, man. I mean. 
Yeah, along with um, I'm trying to think of that guy. Um, that guy who used to be on Yukon, who's in, who's on Charlotte, who's going to be a, a pending free agent. Forgot his name. Um, um, can't remember his name for whatever reason. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, the I point, can't remember either. I know. Yeah, I, I know I'm gonna. I, I know as soon as the show's over, I'm gonna be kicking myself. Like, oh man, how how I forgot his name. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that, that. You know, that's how it is, man. Then just have a bunch of that guy is Oladipo. He's a he's a Nick killer, man. I mean, yeah, they were trailing. I think they were trailing by two at this point, two or three, I think. And then he just knocked down. They didn't even guard him. He knocks down the shot and just <laughs> he just went into Mortal Kombat mode and finished them. I know. And, yeah, and it was a rebound that the Knicks should have gotten too. Yep. But typical Knicks, they don't defend. Exactly. Absolutely, man. They just they they never play D, man. And then they get the they they they, they always take down. I mean, the only bright spot is is that um, you know, basically, um, uh, Hardaway Jr. He's been playing really well. You know. Yeah. I think he's been also, averaging what twenty six points a game. Yeah, it seems like every game he has like twenty five points or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He had um. He had he had a a, a team high thirty seven points. Uh. But it was no match against uh, the Pacers, as the Knicks fell one hundred seven one hundred one on Halloween night. You know. It was like. It was like the Knicks were facing Freddy Krueger, Jason, and Michael Myers at the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> the result is is the same, man. It's like they try hard, and then they give up over 100 points, and they expect to win a game. I can win many two games like that. Yep. I mean, the, the, the young guys, you know, they have potential. They just need to, they just need to play 48 minutes. And I love the fact that that um that uh Fisdale he's he's bringing Knicks to the from the past to to help mentor these 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 young Knicks like Rasheed Wallace, Bill Bradley, how all Clyde Frazier um you know mentored them, uh, Hewing, and then uh Walt Clyde Frazier um, revealed that they're they're expected the 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 current Knicks are expected to visit with, um with uh, Willis Reed when they visit uh, the Pelicans. In uh, New Orleans, so mm. you know that's what I appreciate about Fisdale. You know he's he's really getting the Knicks to appreciate their their culture. You know the two time yeah. NBA champion Knicks, man. It's been a long time. What forty five years since they won a title. So you know Knicks need Knicks are in a similar spot with the Mets. You know, you know they're both two time world champions. They're my, my my two favorite teams. And uh, you know they have a lot of hardship. They got a lot of diehard fans, but you know, the, the, all this losing seasons is, is is choking the life out of the fan base, man. They need to turn. They need to turn. The, you know, the the ship around. The right. ships around. And um, yeah, Nilakina, man. He, you know, he, you know, he's playing a little bit better. You know, he he definitely has that old school point guard. You know. It, it, mentality, but he needs to like match that up with the offensive game, and he'll 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 live up to his potential. Yeah, I don't get it. 
uh, Milkin should be play. He should be playing better than the way he's been playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like he's playing soft out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's for offensive game. I mean, when I saw clips of him online before he uh, the Knicks drafted, I thought this kid had you know this kid had great potential. Mm-hmm. But you know, he hasn't lived up to that potential. I know. Reason. It's weird. You know. You know. It's weird. Like. I never said I don't think I've ever said this about a, a, a NBA player before, but this guy needs to be more selfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean this guy would have been a walking double double or even triple double. You know, if this guy would have scored more. I mean this guy has this guy has all world talent. You know, he's a great he's a great defender. He can pass the ball. And if he if he like worked on his offensive game, I mean this guy could be an all star. I know some people are like, what the heck are you, what are you talking about, man? But, yeah, this guy has the talent. He has the ability. It's yeah. just that he needs to – he just needs to have a killer instinct, you know. Exactly. And that's – all the culture in the world, you know, they it, it can't teach you to have a killer instinct. It's either you have it or you don't. And yeah. Nilekina, yeah. he needs to bring that out, man. And, uh, you know, kudos to – um to Scott Perry for signing uh, Noah Vonley, man. He, he's he been, he's been playing great defensively. You know, he could practically guard any position. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's worth noting. But the Knicks, they need to turn it around and, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. And, you know, hopefully Cantor can, can mold, uh, you know, Robinson, into the player that that we think he could be. But um yeah, shifting gears. Uh yeah, let's talk about the evolution event. You know, I thought I thought it was a pretty good event. Um but uh let's 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 dive let's dive into it. Um Rhea Ripley defeated Dakota Kai uh for the for the uh NXT UK women's championship. I didn't see that one. Um, that must have been like a pre pre um pre match. Um, I don't think for this one they had like any pre matches. I just think they went straight to it. I missed uh, that to the event. I think it was early. One of the early matches, maybe. Yeah, I saw the I saw the Trish and Lita match. Cause yeah, I, I think that might have been a pre pre thing because the the first thing I saw was Trish and Lita, and of course you know oh, Trish really? and Lita defeated uh, Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Uh, with Alexa Bliss, uh, you know, as their manager because she was hurt because uh, they were basically mostly hyped. They were always hyping up uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James up until Alexa Bliss's injury. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good match, you know. Um, it would have been much better if it would have been a triple threat match and Alexa Bliss could have, uh, you know, because it was, the whole the whole um the whole setup to the match was really Trish versus uh, Trish versus um, Alexa Bliss, really. And of course, you know, Mickey James, the Mickey James history with Trish and Lita, you know, since the um, you know the attitude slash ruthless aggression uh, period, in WWE. But all in all, it was a good match, you know. Yeah. Um. Then you had the 20-woman battle royale for a women's championship match. match um, Nia Jax. Sorry, oh, sorry to interrupt you. 
the so the the Ripley versus the Kota Kai match was a dark match. Is what oh, they're saying. Oh yeah, what, I see that too. What? I see that too. Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, I see that right now too. Cause I'm like, I didn't see that match. How can, how can you have a dark match on a pay view of that? <laughs> yeah, that uh, don't make no sense. Right. Strange. That yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that is really weird. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember seeing a pre-show. You know, mm-hmm. I just remember them going straight to the pay per view, but. Yeah, that's, again, that's I don't remember seeing that event. Yeah, I know they that have match. dark matches, but yeah, that was like the only dark match they had. They usually have like two. They usually have like two dark matches if they're gonna do stuff like that in the pre-show. But this was really well, the only match. Well, well, the dark matches. I mean, they're not televised. You well, know, yeah. right? And this, um, I don't. I haven't seen a dark match on a review ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's not televised, right? Because they course. usually have they usually have it like on another like maybe like on a pre-show. So it, yeah, it is tele. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's televised, but it's not on the main pay-per-view thing. But this was literally a dark match, like, and that that doesn't make any sense. But um, Nia Jax she defeated Ember Moon to be uh, the number one contender. I mean, it's pretty realistic. I mean, it's kind of like the whole Braun Strowman thing about, you know, I felt Braun Strowman shouldn't have won the the um the Royal the, the Royal Rumble because um no was it the Royal Rumble when remember when he won that no no it was Money in the Bank actually Cause oh I was like, yeah yeah because I think Nakamura won the Royal Rumble the last Royal Rumble right the, the real Royal Rumble not the uh, greatest Royal Rumble of all time one in uh, Saudi Arabia they had earlier this year but um. Which uh, Braun Strowman did win that one, the t- the belt for that. Um, but yeah, Nia Jax. I mean, we all know she's gonna get opportunities again and again and again. But I mean, I guess you know. So, I mean, she is a she is a she is a good choice. She is a great choice, you know. So, you know, congratulations to her. Yeah, congrats. Uh-huh, then they had uh, the May Young Classic final was Tony Storm. She defeated um, Ayo Shirai. Uh, Tony Storm, uh, she lost last year, uh, but she got her revenge uh, at at the pay-per-view event, and she, you know, congratulations to her. She she won the, the, um, the tournament. And then on the, the six-woman tag team match, Sasha Banks, Bailey, uh, Natalia defeat the Riot Squad as expected. Uh, the, the, the Riot Squad, man, they just really ruined the Riot Squad. I mean, the Riot Squad sh- is, should have been like a bigger threat, and they well, just they were going to be until um, Paige got injured. No, 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 no. Paige was in Absolution. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because remember, there's it's going to be like eventually like a showdown between Riot Squad and. Absolution. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolution. You know, that was like mm-hmm. the that that was what they were gonna eventually do, you know. Yeah. Before Paige got injured and now you pretty much don't you're not gonna have that storyline anymore, you know. Yeah. Unless Paige wrestles again, you know. Yeah, but I still I still felt it was a bad excuse because, you know, the the Riot Squad, I mean they 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 should be the top tag team, you know, women's, you know, 
group, but they lose yeah. all the time. It's like they're the Wyatt family, the female Wyatt family, you know. Well, Ruby Wright is like Ruby. They, eventually, they're gonna break up, and then you're gonna see Ruby Wright rise. They're gonna put more, mm-hmm. give her a push. Yeah, I think that she, should happen soon. Because she should be one of the people that challenges Ronda Rousey. Like seriously, challenge Ronda Rousey. But you know, they the the wise the wise squad is you know it's like a borderline joke the way how they're pu- pushing those the ladies. You know, and then uh, you know Sh- Shayna Baszler. Um, she she won. Um, she defeated uh um she she defeated Carrie Sane for the for the uh, NXT Women's Champion uh, Championship. I think she's a sec- she's the first woman to win the NXT Championship twice. Um, so congratulations to her. Uh, you got Becky Lynch defeating Charlotte Flair in arguably the best match of the night, and Becky Lynch is going to uh fight. Uh, Ronda Rousey, who I hope they should give Ronda, she should defeat Ronda Rousey to give Ronda Rousey a, a threat because Ronda Rousey is just going to win every single match, known known to man. They should make Becky Lynch w- win so she can keep her momentum, and Ronda Rousey can still be the champion. You know, yeah, she needs yeah. a threat, and plus they're on two different shows, so she doesn't have to worry about her until the eventual four four horsewomen. Um, matchup between the the four horsewomen of the MMA with uh, the four horsewomen of the WWE. So that that should be a great matchup in the future. Yeah, sure. Um, and then lastly, you got uh, Ronda Rousey defeating Nikki Bella with Brie Bella in her um, corner. No surprise there. Um, Ronda Rousey won, as always. You know. So the only biggest, you know, the only biggest threat to her losing would be, would be Becky Lynch, and I'm I'm assuming WWE is going to make uh, Ronda Rousey win hands easily, or at least in five a five ten minute match as she's always done lately. Um, but uh, lastly, let let's move on. Um, I think uh, at the Crown Jewel tomorrow, I think uh, I think Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe are going to come out as cha- first-time champions. What do you think? Wow. Yeah, I could see that happening. I mean, AJ Styles has had a tie for a while now, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Close to over a year, is it? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see that. I, yeah, I think it's time for someone mm-hmm. to be champion. Yeah. I think if Roman Reigns didn't get hurt with the, you know, leukemia, for him to turn it down, he would he would retain the title. But now that Roman Reigns is out of the picture, this is now the perfect time for the for WWE to put the title on Braun Strowman. And then on uh, SmackDown, you know you have some more Joe coming shockingly coming out of injury. You know his his knee injury to challenge some uh, you know AJ Styles, and this is his shot to win the title too. And I think that's the best way that Crown Jewel will have a, a positive splash after the controversy that they've been surrounded with. And then on the top of that, they, they added Hulk Hogan to host the show. So it's oh, going to wow. be an interesting pay-per-view event for sure. Um, definitely con- one of the most controversial pay-per-view events. Well, uh, 